Okay, I want to give a little bit of a summary of some of the halachas of Tishabav that we hope Be'ez HaShem will not be Nagea. I want to start with a little bit of a hakdama. I remember when my grandfather, Zatzal, told me about his experience of going to the Kaisal for the first time in years and years after it was liberated after the Six-Day War. He said the emotion, the awe of seeing the last segment of the Be'ez HaMikdash was absolutely incredible. There's a beautiful story of two soldiers that were completely secular. And they were watching people as it was the first time people were allowed back to the coastal for a number of, a number of years. People, have, people were crying. People were hugging the coastal, touching the coastal. It was, it, it was incredible. And these two soldiers, having no real idea of the significance of these stones, they just watched the goings-on totally untouched by any emotion. All of a sudden, one of the soldiers started to cry. And the other one turned to him and says, Hey, what are you doing? Why are you crying? He said, You know why? Because I don't understand what there is to cry about. That's why I'm crying. And you know, when we sit on the floor this Tishabav, hopefully we have done some of the halachas in the Menhagim during the three weeks and the nine days. Even if we have, and especially if we haven't, it's sometimes difficult for us to really connect to this idea of Choban Beis HaMikdash and Mis'abal Al Yerushalayim. But maybe, perhaps, there is one thing that we can do, is mourn the fact that we don't understand. Mourn the fact that we're not connected. And that's an incredible idea that I think we should all go with into this Tishabav. So previously we've discussed the halachas of Erev Tishabav. Erev Tishabav this year is Shabbos. Now I want to go straight into the halachas of actual Tishabav. And there are pretty much a number of halachas that I want to mention. And uh, let's discuss them as follows. The following halachas are problematic, are forbidden on Tishabav. Number one, eating and drinking. Number two, washing. Number three, anointing, sicha. Number four, wearing shoes. Number five, learning Torah. Number six, she'ilah shalom, greetings. Number seven, working. Number eight, sitting on a chair. And number nine, tashmish amitah, marital relations. So, that is the general halachas of Tishabav. Let's go through them one by one today and tomorrow. We'll try to make our way through all of them. Number one, eating and drinking. So pretty much everyone over the age of bar and bas mitzvah is included in this and uh, has to fast. Anyone that's sick, choyla, pregnant, nursing, generally should fast. And that's obviously they're suffering in a tremendous way and obviously with the psak of a rov first. Uh, if a person's doctor, by the way, instructs a person not to fast, it's actually forbidden. It's not even, it's not even a mitzvah for him to actually fast in that case. And obviously a nursing woman has to find out if it will affect her milk. Swallowing pills is a common shayla that people ask. Um, if it's bitter tasting or capsules, there's no problem whatsoever. You can swallow them on, on the tiniest, on the fast without water. If the medication is very necessary and one cannot take it without liquid, what a person can do is swallow a small amount of liquid, just the amount that he'll be able to swallow it, and uh, that will be okay. That's the psak of Rabbi Shlomo Zalman. Now, washing, washing your mouth, rinsing your mouth, cleaning your mouth, washing your teeth in the morning is something that the Mishnah Bura says we only do if a person's in a lot of tzah, a lot of pain, a lot of his discomfort. If it really bothers him, he can barely open his mouth and talk to anybody else, whatever. So if that's the case, then a person can brush his teeth in the morning, even with toothpaste, provided, says the Mishnah Bura, that he bends forward to make sure that none of the water uh, is swallowed over there. And um, brushing your teeth with a dry toothbrush is always going to be okay without any problem whatsoever. If a person woke up in the morning and by mistake ate or drank, 
So it's not like, oh, I broke the fast, I can continue anyway. Right, this is clearly in the Shulchan Aruch and Tovkuf Samaches Sifalif Mishabursik Gokn Chovdalit that you have to continue fast and be mishtativ with the tzibur over there. Even if a person lemaisa does have a heta to eat, it should only be done. Uh, you know, it shouldn't be done so much in public if you can if you can help it, and he shouldn't consume things that are unnecessary like snacks and you know ice cream and all these sorts of things. The other Allah I want to mention today is the Allah of washing on Tisha B'Av. All washing and bathing is, is totally forbidden. In fact, not only that, Shulchan Aruch says in Tovkuf Nundalit Sivzayin, you can't even put your finger in water for pleasure purposes. Now, since the only Rechitza is a Rechitza Shaltainug of pleasure, that's forbidden. Therefore, if a person became dirty in any place, he's allowed to wash those places. Uh, another halacha. Waking up in the morning, wash a negavasa when you wake up. You can wash in the normal way, but obviously up until your knuckles. While your hands are still moist, not totally wet, but a little bit moist, you can pass them over your eyes, just to get rid of some of the mucus over there. Not when they're totally wet, but they're a little bit moist. And this is the truth. Anytime you're washing your hands during Tisha B'Av, like after the bathroom or for davening, then you can wash your hands only until the knuckles in that case over there. In fact, some of the boys can say that if your hands are not dirty after going to the bathroom, they shouldn't even wash them. So what you should do is specifically touch a place that's normally covered in your body, like your back, and then according to everybody, you can wash up until your knuckles over there. Women that are cooking or preparing food or washing dishes are allowed to do so even if their hands get dirty in the process, although some of the post-game do suggest uh, that a person should wear gloves in that case. Over there, if a person touches non-leather shoes on Tisha B'Av, he should wash only the part of the fingers and hand, whatever it is, that touched the shoes. All right, Rabbi, say tomorrow, Be'ez Hashem, we're going to continue with part two of these halachas.